Welcome to episode two of From Timber Falls with Love, your little dose of romance in the midst of daily life. I'm your host, Fiona West. I'm an author, wife, mom, and teacher, and I'm here to give you a peek into what's happening in your favorite small town. Today, I've got the beginning of my latest book, More Than We Bargained For. Those familiar with the series will have met Starla before. She's going through a divorce that's been years in the making. Sawyer's more of a mystery. He keeps to himself. He lives up the mountain. But things are about to change for these two. Oh, and due to the prologue, you might not want this on in front of your kids. There could be questions. Awkward questions. Enjoy! strange noise startled Starla as she finished off her Valentine's Day consolation wine over the kitchen sink. She still wasn't used to being alone in an apartment since the divorce. It wasn't even final yet, she reminded herself. Soon. It had only been two months since she'd packed up and left Charlie. It was a bit squishy with the four of them here at her friend Ainsley's, even with two bedrooms. Thump, thump. It was coming from the front door. Cautiously, she padded over to the peephole and looked out. Her soon-to-be ex-husband stood there, holding their sleeping six-year-old daughter in his arms. He appeared to be trying to get his phone out of his pocket, probably to call her to open the door for him. Starla twisted the deadbolt and opened the door. Hi, he whispered. His black suit fit him perfectly, complimenting his broad shoulders and brown hair. He looked the very definition of tall, dark, and handsome, including a pink rosebud in his lapel to match M's dress. As always, his good looks made her stomach flip-flop, but it soured immediately. She hated that she could still be attracted to him. She felt like a slob in her pajamas, flour still on her nose from baking with Aiden. Hi, she whispered back. Our princess partied a little too hard tonight, hit the cupcake table a couple of times, took one spin around the dance floor, then pooped out on me. Okay. She held out her arms to take her. Good thing Emily was built like she was at the same age, or she didn't think her back could take it. His face fell. I can't tuck her in? She'd promised herself that he wouldn't set foot in this apartment except when it was absolutely necessary. This didn't seem like one of those moments. Sure, Em would probably wake up during the transfer, but then they could say goodnight and that'd be that. No drawing things out, no hanging around. But his face was so sad, and she didn't want to ruin their special father-daughter night together. At least he still took his responsibilities as a father seriously. She sighed. All right, just go tuck her in and go. Charlie smiled as he ducked inside, giving her a peck on the cheek on the way by. Thanks, honey. She shook her head, exasperated, and squeezed her eyes shut. I'm not your honey. Not anymore. She closed the door behind him and crossed the living room. Ainsley was out, and for once Starla was a bit sorry. Usually she relished the quiet and having one less body in the small apartment, but it was Valentine's Day. Ainsley and Kyle were having dinner at his house, his big, empty farmhouse. All those rooms, all to themselves. At least she wasn't the only one not having sex tonight. They were waiting until their wedding, just a few months away now. She tried to set aside her envy over being alone and went to the overstuffed chair where her book was waiting. 
She could see Charlie down the hall, tucking Emily into the big bed, carefully taking off her shiny black shoes. It was the kind of sweetness that had inspired her to stay all those years. He kissed Emily's head, tucking the quilt up under her chin. He checked on Aiden, too, ruffling the boy's hair gently, not even waking him. That kid always slept like the dead, which was good since she was sharing a bed with both of them right now. Ainsley had offered to let her share her room, but that would mean sharing her bed, and it felt a little weird to be taking Ainsley's space like that, even when she was invited to do so. They were good friends, and had been since middle school, but it was already too much that she was letting them crash with her. Starla would need to find something more permanent. Ainsley and Kyle were engaged, but they weren't getting married until June, since Ainsley was a teacher. Starla couldn't wait that long for her to vacate the apartment and leave it to them. Her parents had offered for her and the kids to stay with them, of course, but their retirement home was pretty small. She was their only kid in the area, so they didn't usually need room for kids and grandkids to stay with them. Plus, they'd been really weird about her separation with, from Charlie. Her siblings were all single by choice, an option that was looking better to her all the time. Love was for suckers. She wasn't going back down that path ever again. Been there, bought the t-shirt, had to palm the t-shirt to pay her legal bills. Charlie quietly closed the bedroom door and came back down the hall. Thanks for taking her tonight. Oh, my pleasure. We had a really good time. Good. I wish you could have been there too, though. Why? The word came out harsh. She didn't mind. She had every reason to be skeptical where Charlie was concerned. There was no room left in her heart to trust him. It was jam-packed with lies, deceit, and downright deception that he'd pulled over the years. It was full up. So I could dance with you, he said, almost sheepishly, hands in his pockets. He really did look handsome tonight. It was still annoying. We don't dance together anymore, Charlie. That's how I got into this mess. I should have listened to my mother when she told me that sophomores shouldn't go to senior prom. Why not? Aren't we still friends? Of course. We parent together. We'll be interacting, I'm sure. Interacting? That's cold, Star. That's not you. He held out his hand. Come on, one dance. She wanted to slap his hand down and run, but she didn't. For the kids, she told herself. They both noticed the tension between them. For the sake of peace, one dance. You smell amazing, he said as he drew her close. It's just vanilla extract. Ada and I made a Valentine's Day cake. Heart-shaped? Of course. There's no other way in a holiday, is there? Not for you, no, he chuckled, leaning in closer. He was warm and strong, and it felt really, really good to be held. She hadn't realized that being divorced was going to mean she was so solitary. It wasn't just that there was no one to share your bed with. It was that there was no one to share your day with. She missed the sense of calm in the evening, snuggling with someone, being held, being close. She hooked her arms up over his shoulders, and his hands slid down to her hips. How do we know when one dance is over if there's no music? she asked. I'll let you know, he murmured. That glass of red wine she'd had earlier had certainly gone straight to her good decisions part of her brain, robbed it blind, and taken up its boozy residence. Do you ever miss me, Starla? Charlie's voice was low. She liked it when he used that register. He smelled good tonight, too. He'd use that cologne she liked, the one that smelled like seawater on a summer day. Yeah, sometimes. She swallowed. 
Ainsley would blow her stack if she were here. Maybe she'll come home early, and then she can yell at me for being an idiot. But the front door stayed firmly shut, no matter how she stared at it over Charlie's shoulder. Do you miss me? Every day, beautiful. I wish you'd come home. We can still tear up those papers. Nothing's finalized yet. His hands were moving soothingly over her back. You cheated on me, Charlie. It was a one-time thing, baby. I'll never do it again, I swear. All I want is for you and the kids to come home. He kissed her neck. Home. God, she missed her house. Her kitchen window overlooking the Santiam River every day. The big yard for the kids to play in out front. Her big four-poster bed. He kissed her again. And again. It wasn't that she forgot that he wasn't allowed. She was just so stinking lonely. She was tired of making other people happy. Her kids were so clingy and needy lately. She couldn't blame them. It was this weird situation, and they wanted to go home too. They cried, and her heart broke that they didn't understand why this was necessary. They cried, and they just wanted her to make them feel better. Maybe that's why she'd been baking so much lately. Right now, her mind was firmly focused on the idea that Charlie would make her feel better, and then he could leave. She hadn't given him any notice before she moved out. This would be it. A Valentine's Day screw you to her soon-to-be ex. She turned her head to kiss his lips, and he squeezed her gently as her tongue slid against his. This is the last time, she whispered. Oh, baby, he groaned. You're killing me. Don't say that. Please, honey, you don't mean that. Yes, I do. This time I do. It was on the tip of her tongue to apologize, but she held it back. She wasn't the one who'd done wrong. Just come home, Starla. I miss you too much. I miss this body so much. I haven't touched anybody else since you've been gone. I've been so good. She wanted to believe him. He did seem a tad desperate tonight. The gentlest touch of her fingers over his skin had him panting. She relished the way he was reacting to her. It felt good to be wanted again. And Charlie was good at sex. They'd always been good together that way. You're it for me, baby. You always have been. I love you so much. She kissed him hard. That was enough talking. If he kept talking, feeding her such obvious lies, she was going to lose her nerve and send him away and wind up crying herself to sleep. She was sick to death of that. Got a condom, she asked. He didn't miss a beat. Of course, honey, he murmured, his gaze heated as he took off her glasses. She'd deal with the emotional consequences later. So if that's piqued your interest, More Than We Bargained For is on NetGalley right now, and it's in the Read Now category. So there's no waiting to be approved. You just go and grab it and you can get started. Uh, one of the reviewers, Shay, says, quote, it's not often a romance goes past the fluffy good stuff and gives great character depth on both sides of the relationship. And I absolutely love this about this title. Four and a half stars for me. And Shay is a fan of my whole series. So that means a lot because she's seen my writing grow and change. So that means a lot. I'm going to get that extra half star though. I'm hoping. <laughs> Sarah says, I quote, I think this is the first romance I ever read that takes place at someone's mid-age where she has two kids with another on the way and currently wrapping up her divorce to a man who simply cannot believe anyone would leave him no matter how despicable his actions. I've read plenty of shallow ones in comparison about the after, but never to during. 
end quote. And I do think she's hit on what sets this book apart. Uh, I've kind of been leading up to this book ever since the series started because I wanted us to be right there with her. So skipping straight to the after part didn't feel right. Uh, so I'm glad that it's emotionally resonant for you guys too, book buddies. All these reviews are on NetGalley if you want to go and check them out. And I would honestly love to hear from you. If you have a question you want answered on the show or a request for a scene that you would like to see, send me a voice message on Anchor. Just navigate to anchor.fm backslash from Timber Falls with love, no spaces, and click the button that says message, and I'll try to include it on a future show. Or if you're like me and don't want to learn how to do one more technological thing, send me an email at Fiona at FionaWest.net or hit me up on Instagram or Twitter. I am not the only Fiona West, but I'm the only one who writes romance, so I should be easy to find. Uh, And hopefully you guys have discovered you can now listen to this podcast on Spotify uh, and many other distributors. So Go ahead and check out your favorite podcast distributor, and I bet you'll find it there. If you need more Timber Falls, in the meantime, you can find Daniel and Winnie's story could be something good as an ebook on Amazon or in paperback at most independent bookstores. I'm Fiona West, signing off until next week. Happy reading, book buddies.